Hello. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on the Imperfect Woman podcast. If you don't know me, I'm Mallory, and maybe we'll be besties soon, or maybe just friends if you want to. And if you know me, then thanks for coming and listening to another episode. So today I need to tell you something. And it's kind of weird, but just just go with it with me. (laughs) I trust myself. All right. That was kind of awkward. (laughs) This sounds like, I don't know, a cheesy personal development event, but I trust myself. It's like a confession. I trust myself. See if you can actually say it. See if it feels awkward. Like literally say it with me. Okay. I'm going to say I trust myself and you say it like right after I say it. So I'm going to say I trust myself and then you say I trust myself and like just run with this with me for a minute. I'm not one for cheesy exercises, but I think we're going to discover something really fast, which is what I have to talk about today. All right. So I'm going to say like, imagine me, I don't know, like I'm up on stage And like, I'm going to say, I trust myself. And then you say, I trust myself. Kind of like a call and response thing. Okay. So let's go. I trust myself. Did you say it? All right. I'm going to say it again. I trust myself. Did you say it? Okay. I'm going to say it again. I trust myself. You say it? All right. Did that feel weird? Or did that feel like, oh my God, yeah, I trust myself, like fists in the air. But really, like, was there something in that that made you feel like an imposter? Hmm. I bet for, oh, maybe like 80% of you, you felt like an imposter saying that. I'll put that number out there, 80%. Because this is what I have noticed in my line of work, helping so many women become the best, most fully expressed versions of themselves. And you have to understand, like, part of that is becoming a woman that has total control over her finances and financial freedom. It's great if you have a wealthy partner that does everything for you, but something is still missing in that situation. And for most women, having that power financially just literally changes their lives. And I believe in entrepreneurship to get there because then we can make our own rules and we don't have to answer to a boss. I already told you all my trauma around corporate. Well, actually, I didn't even... I just scratched the surface with that. Like, go back and listen to the episode, I Got Fired, if you're interested in learning more. Um, But entrepreneurship has been the tool or the way I found my freedom, like time-wise, energy-wise, money-wise, all the things. So I think a big part of that for me is being a voice and being the messenger of helping women discover how to be in control of their finances, their money coming in. Like they're the actual ones generating and not the spouse. It's great if your spouse makes money, but it's also way better if you do too. And 
I fully believe that. So I have been helping women grow businesses for years and years and years. If you're new to me, like, let me tell you this part of my story. After I got my MBA and I was working in corporate, I I was doing management consulting, I figured that I could find more freedom if maybe I started my own business because I was interested in that. If you'll remember from the last uh, podcast episode, well, one of them back there, I Got Fired is the title of the episode. Um, In business school, my ears just kind of perked up when they talked about entrepreneurship and that's how I realized I liked it. Like it wasn't like angels came singing, and the sky opened up and God came down and said, Mallory, you have been meant to be an entrepreneur and now is your time. Like it didn't happen like that. (laughs) So if you're waiting for that moment to discover what you're supposed to do with your life, um, I would say for most people, it doesn't happen like that. (laughs) And for the people it does, like, I guess those are the stories that get spread around the internet. Either they made up the story so they had a story to spread, which totally happens, um, or like they're the freak of nature that had that happen to them. So anyways, I discovered that through entrepreneurship, I could make as much money as I wanted to. And that was really eye-opening for me. Like, I started to realize that my potential was limitless. But to move into a space where I really had no actual experience, other than reading a couple things in a book, um, even like YouTube wasn't as robust as it is today or like the online coaching market or the online court, like none of that really was big when I was making that move in 2012. Like YouTube was there obviously, but it just, it wasn't what it is today. And it was scary AF, like scary because as I've confessed a hundred times over, my worst fear is disappointing myself and others. So like you could say it's a fear of failure. I think that's the more common way to explain it. But really, if you continue to peel back the layers of that onion, it's the fear of disappointment that like eats my soul alive to this very day, even right now. Like right now I'm recording this podcast and I am deathly afraid that it won't be good enough. I won't be good enough. The way I explain things won't be good enough and you won't like me and therefore I will have disappointed you and therefore I have then disappointed myself. That's what's going through the back of my head right now subconsciously, but I've gotten really good at pulling those thoughts up so I can still function. Like I can work on them to get myself to even do the thing that doesn't feel safe to me. Like, how could that feel safe? Like, how could it feel safe for me with those actual thoughts in my head? Those are my real thoughts. Like right now, as I'm speaking, those are the thoughts in my head. How in the world am I talking right now? Like, because that feels so unsafe. And it's true. I'm just doing it anyways. Literally. I know. It's crazy. But I've just gotten to the point where I can live with those fears. That's it. I just live with those fears. And I want to tell you, 
I'm talking right now for one reason and one reason only, even though I actually have those real fears I just told you and those thoughts, those horrible, horrible thoughts in my head. The only reason I'm talking right now is that thing I opened this episode with. I trust myself. That is the only reason I'm doing this because being a public figure, putting myself out there, oh my God, and then actually teaching things too. I'm not just like some Instagrammer that has absolutely no purpose and is just an Instagrammer or something, whatever, TikToker now, I guess. I'm actually doing way more than that because I'm teaching too. And all of it is just so scary. It's just all so scary. But I trust myself. Starting my business, I had to trust myself. Oh my God, like going to college, I just had to trust myself that I would figure out because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Taking my first job, I didn't even know what the company did. It was like this giant Fortune 10 company. Fortune 10 is within the 500, but like number 10 or below. One of those companies. That was my first job. Yeah, like I don't even think I could comprehend at the age of 22 what that company actually did. And I didn't fully understand it until I was there for like two years. I took the job and I literally just trusted that I would figure it out. That's it. I had to give myself the opportunity. And we can take this way back. Maybe it's learning a new sport as a kid or, well, I hated sports, let's be real. Um, for me, it was like playing the piano. <laughs> let's bring this this example home here. Playing the piano. Learning how to play the piano as like a seven-year-old was extremely frustrating. Sometimes I would just cry, especially around learning how to read music, like how to sight read. I would just cry because my little brain couldn't comprehend this concept of like sight reading music and how to find the notes on the staff and on the piano and the sharps and the flats and all the exceptions and the neutrals and all these things. That was very, oh, and then tempos. Like that, that was very difficult for a seven-year-old and my piano teacher would try to teach me this. But like sometimes I would just sit at home on the piano and just cry because I felt like I would just never understand how to read music. But I just kept trying even at seven because I trusted myself that I could just figure it out if I kept going, if I kept moving forward. And every single day of my life, I just keep moving forward every single day, pretty much, unless I'm having like an off day and I can't talk to people and function, which totally happens to me energetically sometimes. But like every day I'm actively doing something, I'm pushing myself. Like that is usually what my day is. It's me pushing myself to do something that feels very scary because of all previously mentioned negative things in my head. Fear of failure, um, fear that you won't like something, fear that I won't like something, fear that I'll disappoint you, fear that I'll disappoint me, I won't be good enough, I'll be judged. Oh my God, people will have opinions of me. 
Like that's really scary, but it's so true. Everyone always has an opinion, no matter what. And the funny thing I've seen since like being someone that people actively judge on the internet on a daily basis is like one person, oh my gosh, I'll I'll give you a crazy example. One person will be like, oh my God, I hate your hair. Like, yeah, that'll literally be the comment. And then the next person will say, oh my God, I love your hair. How did you do that? Literally, same post. And I've just seen this to be true. Like, expect, it's just like a rule of thumb. Expect half of people to love something about you and half of people to hate something about you. So I've just decided that other people's opinions is not my business. Now, does it still bother me? Yeah, but it's just how I move forward. So like in the hair example and relating it to trusting myself, the question then becomes, do I like my hair? And if my answer is no, then I take action and I book a hair appointment to do something I want to do with my hair. Like maybe I've let it grow out too much or like maybe the color faded or whatever. And I subconsciously don't like my hair. Like I'll just take that little trigger as like, yeah, I don't like my hair right now. That's cool. It's just hair. So let me book an appointment and I'll go make it so I like it. That's it. (laughs) like that's it right but like if the answer is oh my god I just got my hair done and I love it then so be it because I already know the rule of thumb that 50% of people will hate whatever I do and like you can take this into your everyday life too like maybe people are judging you about how you raise your kids maybe people are judging you if you're sending your kids to school maybe people are judging you if you're unschooling maybe people are judging you for having another baby maybe people are judging you for not having another baby maybe people are judging you Oh my God, for what else? Like your weight or the clothes that you wear or the car that you drive or the house that you live in. It's literally everything. People are judging you subconsciously on everything and you're also judging people subconsciously too. You just have to admit it. So being that this world is a crazy chaotic mess in more ways than one, that I'm not going to get into today. (sighs) Being that it's such a mess, we just have to move forward no matter what because there's really no right or wrong or winning because there just can't be because everyone is so different and everyone is experiencing so many different things. But how I just move forward is I trust myself. That's it. I just trust myself to figure it out. And this is like the hardest question to answer when someone's like, Mallory, can you teach me how to trust myself? It's like, it's just a decision you have to make. But I want to try to dissect what's behind that decision to help you. Because it's one thing if I'm on the platform being like, just trust yourself. Yay. Yay. Trust yourself, right? And it's another thing if I can actually get you to trust yourself, which is not easy to get another person to trust themselves because you actually can't control the other person and their active thoughts and their subconscious thoughts and beliefs. 
right? Like there's no way I can control what you think, even if I want to. If I could, I would. Like I I would help you. Like I would totally be your girl. I would control your thoughts for you. (laughs) But I can't. That's not the situation we're in right now in this world, in this time that we live in. So being that I can't actually control your thoughts, uh, the only thing I can do is show you how I move forward. And for me, deciding to trust myself is like first putting in a series of steps, I guess we could call it, where I don't let myself down. Like it's kind of like I create a new standard for myself. And this could be like any endeavor I take on really. But it's like I said, I put a standard for myself that I just, I don't let myself down. So for example, if I'm feeling kind of sluggish lately and bloated and I'm like, oh, I really need to like rein in on what I'm eating and just be a little bit healthier, be a little bit cleaner. Let's use this as an example. Then during that week, if I see a bag of potato chips, which I love salty food, by the way, like salty snack food, like that's my jam. Not not like brownies or something. No, salty snack food. So like if I see a bag of potato chips, like it's up to me to say like, hey, Mallory, you told yourself that you feel bloated and sluggish lately. You probably shouldn't eat those potato chips. And then like it's up to me to not do it. Like keep my word to myself. My word is law. This is how I want to explain it. My word is law. I do not let myself down. So being that I make my actions not let myself down no matter what, then I have evidence that I can trust myself. Do you see how that works? I hope this makes sense because this is just what's in my brain right now. So it's really as simple as that. I am committed to myself. My word is law that I'm just not going to let myself down. That's it. So if I try something and it doesn't work out the way I wanted it to, you can go listen to a full episode about that. Uh, The last episode, I keep making mistakes. It's the title (laughs) because I do. I keep making mistakes. If you want to go listen to that, do it. But if I just try my best and I know I've tried my best, then what else is there? Like I I fulfilled my promise, my word to myself that I would do what I said I was going to do. Where I find so many women struggle is they say they're going to do something and they literally just don't do it. Now, let me ask you this. Do you trust someone that says they're going to do something and then doesn't do it? No, no, you don't. I don't. You know, like, I think we've all had the friend where they say they're, oh my God, I'm going to go do this thing. And then like two months later, they still haven't done it. And you like, you want to call her out and be like, didn't you say you were going to do this thing? But then you don't because you know, it's rude, but like, you're totally thinking it in the back of your head. Like she said she was going to do this. Clearly she hasn't. Right. I do that a lot. And then what happens is like, I kind of lose a little bit of respect for that person. I I still like them. They're still going to be my friend or like I'm not going to walk around judging them like terribly, but subconsciously I am really. It is a form of judgment. 
but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to be rude. But I'm totally thinking, oh, well, I can't trust her for anything because she said she was going to go do this. And then look, she never even did it. So then I have these like subconscious thoughts resting inside of me for every single interaction I have with that person. Like I just notice it's, I don't know, call me a freak of nature, but like I just notice when people do those things and then like I make a mental note not to trust them as crazy as that sounds. But I realized I would have to stop being that person in order for me to trust me even. I have to be the person that does what I say I'm going to do. Otherwise, I need to not say I'm going to do it and decide that, no, I don't need to do it. Like the answer is no. You know, and a lot of people just leave decisions about stuff they're going to do in limbo. I think. I I think that's a a good example. Like one time I had this friend that was like, I'm going to start going to college. And she, she was in her 20s. And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Congratulations. Like, that's so cool. You decided that you want to do that. Summer goes by. Fall goes by. And I'm like thinking, hmm. If she were going to enroll in college, she probably would have started in the fall semester. And it's like December. You know, like that. It's like, why would you say you're going to go to college and then you don't actually do it? You know, and I understand if things happen or whatever. But like in that situation, there were like, there's nothing odd that happened, like no deaths in the family or illnesses or babies being born or whatever. So like, I know she fully could have gone, but she just didn't. But then like, she said she was doing it like that, (laughs) right? Like you have to stop doing that to yourself. And I stopped doing that to myself. And that's why I'm like a super achiever over here. I just trust myself. Like I stopped letting myself down. If I'm not going to do something, then I make the decision to say, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't leave it in like this gray space out in the open air that like I say I'm going to do it and then I just never do it, right? That would be like me saying, oh yeah, I want to get abs and then... I never adjust my diet. I never do the strength training, all the things. Like I just say it and then it never happens. A better statement could be, well, it would be fantastic to have abs, but I'm not going to do what it takes to get abs right now. It's not a priority for me. And that's it. Then the answer becomes no. And then you stop letting yourself down. So two months later, when it's the middle of summer and you don't have abs, you're not like beating yourself up because you didn't do what it takes to have abs. You see how that works? Stop saying you're going to do something if you're not actually going to do something. And if you do it and you fail, guess what? You still haven't broken your trust with yourself because you actually did it. And it's your job to keep moving forward and to iterate as you go if you didn't get the end result that you wanted. In my opinion, failure only happens when you quit. The rest is just iteration, figuring it out, changing it by one, two, three, four, five 
degrees, 10 degrees, just slight changes to keep on moving forward to get to where you want to go with any type of goal. That's it. So when I say I trust myself, it's because I stopped letting myself down. I made an active decision to stop letting myself down. And for some crazy reason, I figured this out at a very young age, like even seven-year-old Mallory learning piano. I didn't know how to put those feelings into words that I'm describing right now, but I can describe it in hindsight. I just trusted that I would figure it out. And I didn't have a series of evidence showing that I don't follow through with what I say I'm going to do. I was seven, right? So I think that established a good habit in me that I just keep going and eventually I figure it out. That's it. I don't quit and let myself down. Who would do that? Why are you doing that to yourself if you are? You know, and oh my God, there's so many ways. And then also a sub note of that, that we can go into a tiny rabbit hole, not a giant one, but we'll go into a tiny rabbit hole because I have ADHD. And sometimes, you know, I get a rush on going into a rabbit hole. What can I say? So like a sub rabbit hole of this would be like, if you're already doing the thing that you want, but there's like a next level of it, but, and and like you say you want the next level of whatever thing it is, So like technically you can trick your brain and be like, I'm doing the thing that I said I'm doing. Yay, I'm so happy. But honestly, like deep down, deep, 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 deep down, you know you're not because there's a much deeper next level and you're ignoring it. You're not doing it, but you're called to do it. And you know it, but then you're lying to yourself because you tell yourself you're doing it. Look at the evidence. I'm doing it. Look at the evidence. I'm doing it. But only you know that you're really not, right? Like not all the way. So that's like a little subsection of this. You can fake yourself out, which is quite interesting. (laughs) And I'll use myself as an example. So let's see. Now, this is going to be a whole nother episode I have slated, but I'm going to touch on it right now. That's okay. I just want to talk about it. So I feel like I'm not doing enough with my life in a nutshell. Yeah. I feel like I'm not doing enough with my life. Crazy? Maybe. But The reason I feel that way is because internally, like deep down, I know that I have infinite potential. So it's this like crazy loop where I know for me that I will never actually reach the finish line. There's literally no way for me to ever reach the finish line. That is something I've had to accept, which has been very difficult. So that means I'm on this trajectory 
in my lifetime where I get to continue to grow and evolve until my dying day and then whatever happens after that. I will never be 100% complete. Like at an award ceremony with some kind of energetic spirit of some sort, handing me a word saying, congratulations, Mallory, you've reached your fullest potential. Like, I fully know that is never going to happen. And that's kind of a tough pill to swallow if you think about it. It sounds like absolute torture. Like, you've literally been slated to do extremely difficult personal work that requires you to grow endlessly for your entire life until your dying day. It's almost like a prison sentence of some sort. But I wouldn't have it any other way, side note, because I couldn't even imagine a life where I wasn't continuing to grow and evolve. So I'm, I'm not mad about it. It's just kind of crazy in concept. So I know I will never reach my infinite potential. I just know it. And I accept it. So every day I just move forward to the next thing that is going to continue to help me grow and become the best, most fully expressed version of myself. Because that's all I need to hold myself to in this lifetime. If I hold myself to, and you can take a note of, of this if you're somewhere by like your phone and your notepad or a piece of paper or something. The only thing I need to do in my life is become the best, most fully expressed version of myself. That's it. That's all I have to do. Like I have one job. You know that saying where people joke like, you had one job and you messed it up. You literally only had one job. Ladies, you have one job. Your only job in this lifetime is to become the best, most fully expressed version of yourself. Full stop. That's it. There's nothing else you need to do. If you work on doing that, you are going to make boatloads of money. You are going to be as free as a bird. You are going to be the best mom ever, the best daughter ever, the best wife ever, the best sister ever, the best friend ever, the best mentor ever, the best teammate ever, the best leader ever. If you just focus on your one job to become the best, most fully expressed version of yourself. If you focus on that one thing, everything else takes care of itself. Everything. That's all you have to do. Like literally draw a circle. Do it right now in your mind or do it right now on a piece of paper. Draw a circle. And then in that circle, Imagine the sentence, become the best, most fully expressed version of me. That is your circle of focus. That is the only thing you focus on 
until you die. And then whatever happens, maybe you can continue to focus on that after. I don't know how that works. So that's all you have to do. If you live every single individual day and you live every single hour of that day and every single minute of that day doing the best you possibly can to become the best, most fully expressed version of yourself, you will stop letting yourself down. You will stop letting yourself down. Think of Mallory and the chips. Okay, like, oh, I'll tell you, I especially love Cheetos. (laughs) I really love Cheetos. So if I'm feeling bloated and I'm feeling just kind of like, eh, like low energy, and I know I just need to clean up my diet a little bit. If I walk by that bag of Cheetos and I open that bag of Cheetos and I start eating those Cheetos instead of eating something clean that makes way more sense for me in the moment, is that a decision that will help me become the best, most fully expressed version of myself? Yes or no? The most simple decision tree ever. Y or N? That's it. And then you just insert Cheetos into the situation. Would me eating Cheetos right now help me become the best, most fully expressed version of myself? Yes or no? No. Okay then. Then I just don't eat the Cheetos. And I go find something that would. That would be a yes. That's it. That's it. So you can apply this to your relationships. You can apply this at work. You can apply this to your business. Like, health, literally any goal you have, anything that you you want to achieve and you're working towards things. Even like little seven-year-old Mallory trying to read music. I didn't have these words. (laughs) I was seven. But imagine me like struggling with the music and maybe, I don't know, I'm frustrated and I cried yesterday about it. And like the next day I walk by that piano and the music's still sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this is so hard. I can't do this. Like, I just literally can't do this. I don't know how to do this. This is so hard. But I have a second and I could totally stop and give it 10 minutes. You know what kids do. I could totally give that 10 minutes. So I, that's what I did. I would sit down and give it 10 minutes. That's it. I would just give it the 10 minutes. And right then and there, I was implementing this decision tree. I just didn't have the mental bandwidth, I don't know how to also explain it, to like know what I was actually doing. I only know this in hindsight and because I've worked so much on who I am, personal development, growing my business, becoming a woman of influence, a leader, a woman that people look up to. I've done the work and I promise to continue to do the work because I have to, because this is me becoming the best, most fully expressed version of myself. It's the only job that I have. So I have to keep doing it because that is literally my purpose on this planet. So I would sit down and give the piano 10 minutes and 10 minutes wasn't enough to make me cry. And that's it. I would just give it 10 minutes. And slowly but surely, 
I got better at it. And then I would have more lessons and I would figure out different aspects of it and how to sync up the notes to like, like the whole middle C concept. Like if you can find middle C on the sheet music, you can find it on the piano and then you could just like count up from there or count down from there. And that's how I learned it at seven years old with nobody else ever, like in my family playing piano whatsoever, like just me. I just learned it and I didn't quit on myself. At seven years old, I didn't quit on myself. What are you doing at this many years old today quitting on yourself? WTF. Stop quitting on yourself. Even if it's just like temporarily, stop it. Stop it. You don't deserve that. Like literally, this is why so many women don't trust themselves. They're micro quitters. So like they won't tell themselves in their head that they're actually quitting on it. Like my friend going to college example, like she won't admit to herself she's actually not going to college. Oh, and by the way, this is like many years later right now and she still hasn't gone to college. Okay. Just wanted to say that. So if you're not actually going to go to college, like stop telling yourself and other people you're going to go to college. Stop doing that because what that does is it makes you a liar to yourself. Literally, you're letting yourself down every single day you don't go to college if you continue to say, I'm going to go to college. If you have a specific date you're going to go to college, then say, I'm going to go to college in the year of da-da-da and do it. But if you're not going to go to college, even in the future, in the year of whatever, then stop saying you're going to go to college that year. Like, just stop it and admit you're not going to college. Like, say no. God, this can be in so many areas. You're going to scale a business. You're going to grow a business. You're going to start a business. Stop saying you're going to, to grow your business. If you're not going to grow your business, then stop lying to yourself and just say no and stop trying to grow your business and go focus on something else that helps you become the best, most fully expressed version of yourself. Why are you lying to yourself on a daily basis saying you're going to grow your business when you make decisions that prove otherwise to yourself? Then you break the trust within yourself and therefore you don't trust yourself. Do you see how this happens when you don't take the daily actions to make your word law? You don't trust yourself. That's why you can't move forward in whatever goal that you have because you don't trust yourself. So how I started to trust myself is I stopped letting myself down. If I said I was going to do something, then I would do it. And I stopped being on the fence about things. Like sometimes I've caught I've caught myself like not saying yes and not saying no to something. Like the abs. <laughs> That's a funny example. Let's use abs as an example. Okay. Do I want abs right now? Yes. Of course I want abs right now. That would be fantastic. Am I willing to do the work that is required to have abs right now? What's the honest answer, Mallory? Come on. No, I'm actually not available 
at the moment to do the work that is required to get abs. Okay, then. That's it. So don't say you really want abs and you're going to work on it, whatever. Those things we tell ourselves. This year I'm going to get toned and fit, right? Like stop saying that if you're not actually going to do it. That's it. So like I can carry this example on. So let's say I want abs, I don't know, by the end of summer or something like that. So I can get specific and say, I'm going to have abs by the end of summer, right? I can, but am I really going to do the work by the end of summer? Am I really going to, like, look at your schedule, look at how you feel right now. Are you mentally able to commit to making the micro decisions every single day where you are not going to let yourself down so you can achieve said goal of getting abs by the end of summer. For me, right now, those micro daily decisions of doing the strength training and the core work and cutting body fat to get abs, I don't believe or feel that I am capable of doing what it takes right now in the moment. I'm not in that space to hold space to do that work right now. That's it. That's it. But maybe in the future, I will be. So it's still okay to want abs, but I can't just say I'm going to get abs, right? Like I can't just say that because that still leaves me on the fence energetically that like I'm bad because I'm not doing the things to get abs. Like, and then that leads to a, like a self-sabotage shame, shame downward spiral where I'm making decisions every single day proving that I can't trust myself because my active desire is to have abs. Like right now, abs would be fantastic, but I know the ab fairy isn't going to come bless me with abs. <laughs> that would be amazing though. But it, like being that I know that and that I have to do the work, it's just not something for me right now. And that's it. I, I have to say no to it because then I'm not energetically feeling like a failure on a daily basis. I have to say no, yes or no, like yes or no, clean energy around this, right? It's when we get hung up and we're saying yes and no at the same time. Then our actions make us feel like we're lying to ourselves, right? That's it. Every time I go and I grab that bag of Cheetos, you guys probably think I'm eating Cheetos on a daily basis. Fact is like I rarely even buy that stuff because I eat it. But even if it is there, I can totally control myself. But I just know like, oh my God, I love them so much. So anyways, I don't even know the last time I ate a Cheeto, honestly. Probably months. And they've been in the house because the kids want them. But I haven't touched it. You know, and it's not because I'm actively trying to get abs right now because I already can tell you I'm not prepared to do that level of work to get there because I know what's required. But, you know, like 
I don't walk around eating a bunch of Cheetos anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have standards for myself. Like I'm not going to let myself have really big energy dips and feel super uncomfortable in my body. I'm not going to do that to myself. Like that is something I can stand for. Like feeling comfortable in my body. I can stand for that. So that means I trust myself to make decisions that allow me to feel comfortable in my body. That's it. That's how I trust myself. It's all the little things I do every single day where I don't let myself down. My word is law. So what happens is the evidence builds up. So when I feel like I want to do something big or make a big decision or make a big move or just whatever, go for something that terrifies me, I already have so much evidence stacked up from thousands upon thousands upon thousands of decisions that I've made over the past days, weeks, months, years that I can trust myself. And then therefore, when I make the bigger leap, the bigger decisions, I already internally have this deep knowing and understanding that I trust myself. It's unbreakable. The trust I have for myself is unbreakable. If I'm doing something new and it doesn't work out and I've tried my best because I'm always going to try my best and that's just a standard I set for myself, like I just problem solve. That's it. I just try my best to problem solve every single day, every single thing, every single thing. That's where I got to where I am in my business. I just problem solve. Nothing is like, oh my God, I'm going to fail and I'm going to die a very depressing death because I'm a failure. No, that's not the story. It's like, okay, I have a hiccup. Something didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, but what can I do right now to help solve this problem? And then I literally just go do the best thing I can figure out in the moment to help solve the problem. That's it. Any new endeavor I take, anything, I just problem solve. If something goes wrong, I just problem solve. That's it. I don't go into this spiral where I can't function. Like the only thing that's on my mind in the moment is problem solving. Because for me, problem solving is survival. It's just ingrained in me because I trust myself. Because I trust myself, I just problem solve. And because I problem solve, I trust myself, right? Every single day. It's all of those little micro decisions where you don't let yourself down on a daily basis. Stop letting yourself down. Like literally make your word law. If you say something, it's happening. Because you are energetically not available for it not to happen. Your word is law. And every single day and every single micro decision you make, you make sure that you are staying true to yourself and what you said. And when you start doing this every single day, every single hour, every single minute, every single second, when you start doing this, 
that's how you can trust yourself because your subconscious will look back to the evidence and it will find in the little evidence catalog inside of our brain, like all the little files, it's going to find all the evidence it needs to show that you can trust yourself. So I invite you as I stand on this stage and I call it out one more time, I'm going to say, I trust myself. And you say, I trust myself too, and see how it feels. If it feels off, then this is where you need to do the work, everything we just talked about. And if it feels on, then let's take it to the next level. Just make sure every single thing you do every single day is supporting your energetic standard of what you're available for and not letting yourself down, making your ward law. So I'm going to say it. I trust myself. We'll do it one more time. Did you say it? I trust myself. Oh my God. Thank you for being here with me. This is amazing. Thank you for listening to me and the ramble inside of my head. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope I can put words to things going on in your head that are sometimes difficult to put words to. And I hope you share this with another woman because this is how we can all grow together and become better together. We have to stick together. So please share this podcast with another woman. And you can go follow me on Instagram at Mallory Tadimi. You can follow Imperfect Woman on Instagram. We have physical products coming soon, which is really fun. Um, At Imperfect Woman HQ, as in like headquarters on Instagram. You can go friend me on Facebook, Mallory Tadimi. You can go, if you're interested in the business stuff I teach to coaches, consultants, experts, service providers, practitioners, authors, speakers, all that stuff. You can go to clientsonlinesystem.com and you can learn more about what I do over there and the entrepreneurship world. And, you know, thank you for being here with me. As I told you, I'm terrified every single episode I record and I just appreciate your support. All right. I love you.